Billy Joel. It's a Billy Joel type of day. This was in the the movie Trainwreck. And we actually have an uptown girl. Class. Our guest today. Oh, no, we're going to. No, yeah. Rumford's going to complain for you. You keep drinking. Yeah. Get your mix right. Ashley, get her another one. Get her another one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rub Chat Podcast Live, the podcast that kicks ass right here in the stockyards. Um, Beautiful day here at Fort Worth on a Monday. Uh, You know, we started off the NFR on the first day here doing Rub Chat Live. Um, Not for just everybody here. We're online with thousands of people watching. but Millions. uh, First day was freezing cold, 34 below. Bit bitey. And uh, from then on, the sun has been shining. The birds have been singing. We've been drinking beer in the stockyards with Pendleton whiskey. It's outstanding. We're out, yeah, we're out in front of the uh, Cowtown Coliseum where the Junior World Finals is going on, which your uh, your child can't be entered if it doesn't have seven patches. Yeah. Your kid seven. has to have at least seven patches on his shirt my or kid, hers. My kids just started Youth Rodeo. Bob's Muffler Shop. Yeah. Bill and Jean's Embroidery. <laughs> Main Street, Sterling, Kansas. <laughs> Like, not legit sponsors, but, like, your mom and dad's friends. Maybe, you know, you know the, the the Cinch All-Star team came out when I was in high school, and I was never good enough to be on it, so maybe that's why I'm so bitter. I Well, that's true, because you were bitter because you weren't good at sports. I get that. It's um, not true. I, I've, been a, I've been fighting a little bit of the bitterness here. You ha- you, Rump is quite cranky t- today, everybody. I'm trying um, to be uncranky. But he's got good reason, because I, I feel his pain. Okay, Here's, here's my, my only rant of being cranky, and then we'll carry on with a fun episode of Rump Chat. All right? Here's the deal. I'm a bigger dude, and I'm good with that. Okay? There's a lot of bigger dudes here, uh, and it doesn't bother me. I don't feel bad for being a borderline fat dude. Like, uh, I, I go to the doctor twice a year for physicals. I'm not in bad shape. I mean, I'm, I got a <laughs> belly, but, like, I'm not... And high blood pressure, but besides that. Well, yeah, one in three Americans says. But, you know, I don't feel bad about myself. But people that haven't seen you for a while, the NFR is where you see all the people you don't want to see. Like weird relatives that you that live like 20 miles from you, and you, you can dodge them the whole year, and then you see them at the NFR. And when they come up to me, like all these different folks, they don't have anything to say, but they just go into immediately making fun of me. Like... How are you, fat boy? Like, the, the guy in the alley today, he's a nice guy. He's on a rodeo committee, and, and I've never had a problem with him, and that's exactly what he said. How are you, fat man? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I said, what you been doing? Nothing but looks like you've been at the buffet the whole time. Well, thanks. Wow. Why do people think that they can say that? And you don't even know them that but well. I'm going to start attacking. By God, winter been pretty good to you, Biggin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do that all the time. So I'm going to start attacking people back, you know, because being chubby is the only um, the only thing in life where people can attack you right in front of your face and you're just supposed to laugh. So the next time when someone's like, how are you, fat man? I'm going to be like, pretty good. How's your alcoholic wife? She's still cheating on you? Like, let's let's air some shit out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, it, and it's happened all the time, you know. Hey, I heard you won Clown of the Year. Too bad nobody will ever see your buckle. And I'm going to start saying, yeah, it's hard to see my buckle when I take my belt off and leave it on your mom's floor. You know what I'm saying? Do it, Rum. I'm, I'm too nice. Do it. That, that's the problem. I'm going to start fighting people. You've seen what these guns can do in the arena. Now you're going to see what they can do in the ring. Probably not. I probably won't <laughs> fight anybody, but 
But I am going to talk major shit on social media platforms, which is also another thing that I almost had to fist fight another rodeo clown last night because... And we talked about this, what grinds our... We did a what grinds our gear segment on the Cowboy Channel yesterday. Uh, mine started out with, you know, when people sell tickets on Facebook, they're like section so-and-so, uh, four seats. And then they get them sold, and then they go into the post, edit the post, and say sold, and then repost the post. Just take it down! Yeah. And it's not just rodeo stuff. Just I, erase it! I've seen another deal... Shut well, you know, they launched this Space uh, space Station X two weeks ago, and that's a, they launched a space rocket into the sky with a satellite. They had to pro- postpone the launch a week because of some of the mechanics of the spaceship weren't working. And one of my friends who works at Take 10 Tire and Lube <laughs> made a Facebook post about paying attention to details anytime you're a mechanic and how... These people with NASA are getting paid millions of dollars, but they can't figure out their spaceship. I'm like, dude, you change oil for a living, okay? Don't be knocking. Not there's anything wrong with that, but if you work at Take 10, don't tell an astronaut how to work on a spaceship, all right? Are people sitting at home, and they, they're, they're commenting because the announcers mispronounce a name? Duh. Like, what are you, a queen's mom? Stop. Have you ever had that, like, when... Uh, at a rodeo, like say a small rodeo like Yuma, Colorado, <laughs> or one of our cu- county fairs, where like the last name um, is one of these new names where the last name or the lady's the chick's name is Julie, but it's spelled B A U L, a thing <laughs> over it, and the an E E, and then you say Buali, and they're like, um, Can someone tell the announcer it's pronounced Julie? Then spell it with a J, Biatch. <laughs> you know? Or like if you Google one of their names and their their name is Heather, but they always call her Katie, just call her Katie then. Like don't put Heather on the day sheet. Okay, that's over. No more negativity. <laughs> Any, here, anybody here named Heather or Katie, I'd like to immediately apologize to you. Unless your name is Julie, starting with a B, please leave the stockyard. All right. <laughs> so today's guest is talking, not even paying attention to no. the... Amazing show that she's on. She hasn't paid attention I'm to sure she's, for years. <laughs> yeah. We would like to have this fine young lady come up. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Kirsten Vold. Hey, of everybody. Of the famed Vold Rodeo Company. Yeah, I got it. Hi, guys. And did you notice her marketing right here? Oh, I did. nice. I got, That's for us. Those are your Christmas presents. Don't oh. expect anything better now, okay? Well, you know, Kirsten Vold. Um, or looks... you could give them to your people because you didn't bring anything for nope, them. Nope, screw you people. There's mine. <laughs> they yeah. can go over and buy you're, Rump Chat merch at that trailer right there. You're making my competitor size, so the least I got to do is contradict it with a little bit. That of only cost you 10000 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of Pete Carr, we'd like to welcome the Vold Rodeo <laughs> Company. Pete. <laughs> What's Kirsten doing on the stage? Kirsten come on the show tonight. <laughs> no, so, but seriously. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're really excited to have this lady. They won the bronc riding on one of her horses last night. Everybody cheer for that. Everybody All cheer. Right. Yeah. Rider and, won the and bronc act- riding on one of my horses. Yeah, I had a ride, Well, yeah, you so did. You just own the animal. And then uh, Miss Fettig down here, Alicia Fettig, and this hat down here, they won the barebacks on her yeah, horse. Congratulations. Yeah, it was. So a- it was, uh, the rodeo was brought to you by Silicone. <laughs> Why did Not you everybody st- gets that. No, I don't. I don't get <laughs> oh, that. Oh, they do. Would you like to <laughs> rebuilt front ends, people? 
I like. Can you explain that more for those of us who weren't paying attention? No. No. That's Anywho. another thing when people talk about that. <laughs> but seriously, it was girls' night out last night. Rory Lemmel gave me that. <laughs> Rory Lemmel gave me that line. By the way, that sounds like Rory. By the way, there is. But there is nothing that can really catch Kirsten off guard. Okay. No. I've known Kirsten nope. since we were kids. Um, she's another one of the rodeo brats that have grown up in the business that have not had a chance um, in life as we have. <laughs> we are stuck in this profession, and we. <laughs> I've always said, you know, like when you grow up in rodeo, it's like Hotel California, you know? You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> That's all right? right or like the Bloods well, and the Crips. No, at least There's she, only one way out. That's death, brah. At least she tried to leave. I did. She went to New York City and worked in the music industry, right? And, well, and she's back. Of. See what I'm kind saying? Yeah. She checked out, but she didn't well, leave. Well, you went to... Somewhere. You well, went to New York. You, I, I thought you moved out there. Well, I no, I never lived out there. They flew me out there for a week at a time. But I just worked for a company. They were doing, I was their grassroots connection. So there gotcha. you go. Gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't sound, it wasn't quite as glamorous as it sounds, but I like your spin. Roll with me here. <laughs> roll with I me. I like your spin. I said, let's like put like runway model on there. Just stick it all on there. Make it sound really big. And okay, then I fell I'll, back into roadies. I'll, I'll <laughs> like I was scene. rejected from runway modeling and I fell back into roadies. I'll, I'll, set this up, I'll set this up the way Kirsten wants to hear it. A small girl from a Colorado town is whisked away in a private jet to there a life of luxury, pool parties, and champagne in New York. The beautiful blonde beauty went with only her stuff, her dogs, and Fred Betcher to a better life in the city. And after no, she, I was on the first husband then, I think. Oh, I, was, I was on back to Fred. <laughs> I and said, after she knocked out four guys for sitting on her, I said she, Red that, she was asked to leave. No, but, but seriously, Kirsten, you've grown up. And the one thing I love about you, and we talked before we tried to do a rump chat and I had shitty service, but um, growing up in the rodeo business with a Hall of Fame father and probably anybody that rodeos, everybody that rodeos has a great story on Harry Vold. Probably the coolest dude, most um, iconic man in the history of the sport. And, uh, Just say it. It's and true. You, you grew up with him and... Now you are the leader of Volt Rodeo Company. Talk about that. Um, there's a lot of feeding that goes on with that job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I had a great dad, and, and I'm very lucky to have him for as many years as I had him. And he was, you know, he was a, a character, and he was a, a rock star to a lot of people, and he was a guy that butt heads with me day to day. But that was the great thing about it. He made me better because... We, but we picked our battles, and he formed me into the person that I am, and I'll be forever grateful for everything that he taught me. Hold on me. a second. Why did, why did you have to butt heads? Uh, what did you do to make Harry Vold mad at you? I want to <laughs> let's, go, let's dig into your yeah. childhood a little bit here. Because I, I, I can't really remember it because it's, it was a while back, not knocking our age no, together. No, of course. But, I'm, but looking at her now, I'm sure you were a very, uh, very attractive young lady. <laughs> Helping your dad at rodeos, and he had all these crummy ass cowboys. Yep, sneaking around there. Huh? No, no, I think the biggest thing that Dad and I butt heads with is that we, once I started working for him all the time, is is uh, we always saw things differently. I saw, you know, the different way I should be in, and he was old school, and and he ran the checkbook, and the guy that runs the gold is the guy in charge, and that's mm -hmm. how that is. And so we usually went head to head, but. Um, we, yeah, it was good. It was great. That's how you learn. That was how you learn. And I didn't do anything bad. I know you're trying oh, to, horse, you're digging, yeah. you're digging. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I might've, they're my, in my high school years, I might've waved to my parents as I went in and then went back out the same door and <laughs> stuck my car down. 
a driveway and went back into town. But that's just a hypothetical situation that could happen in anybody's house. We talked about <laughs> we talked about this on Rump Chat the other day. We were offering, and, and nobody's done it yet. We we're offering a free gold buckle beer for the first lady that shows up wearing the old school Rockies. Remember the Rockies that oh yeah like almost hit you mid areola. Those were a bad. Did you ever look. rock the Rockies? Oh my gosh! Oh, you know I she have did. photographic evidence, and not only did I rock the Rockies, but they were colored, and they were colored Rockies, and they were usually red or something. And you, really and you had the matching roper boots, lace up boots. I did with the speed beads on the side. Yeah. That was a really <laughs> speed good beads. speed beads on the side. That was a really good look with the bad hair, like the permed hair. Did you puff it out? With, puff oh, it. I'm telling you, like you had the permed hair with the aquanet that, like. You know, you could fortify a building with that stuff you sprayed on that. Did you house. carry the American flag of Vold Rodeos in I that did outfit? with sequin hats. Tilden Hooper and Casey Field are the only contestants here that still have a memory of that, and I need to just get them rubbed out because they still remind me of my retirement lap at Prescott and the like in the bad spandex and everything. Wait, wait, know. wait. It was they before I got there. I'm yeah. really yeah. upset about this. So it was not it was not old school Rockies, it was spandex. Yeah, it was spandex, which okay. is almost worse. I they call uh, them yoga pants now, but back then it was spandex. <laughs> same difference, same look. Dang it. Prescott, why didn't I get there before? My favorite Harry story going to, about Prescott, the first year I went there and I changed up how the sound system was done and all this stuff. And it was really good, everything working. And, and the second day, uh, Harry's driving on his golf cart and he stops and, you know, come, and he waves me over and I go and I sit with him. And, and he goes, you know, that's the way the sound is supposed to be on one side and you fill the arena. And I'm sitting there and we're in Prescott, Arizona, historic rodeo with the Duke of the Chutes and he just complimented me. And I'm just really feeling really proud about myself and he's got his cane, he taps it twice. He goes, but you know, there's no better music than an old brass band. <laughs> he loves and then I went, band. oh, I suck. Take your Again. speakers and leave. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get back to more of the important stuff. How long did you carry the American flag in a spandex outfit? Before I should have, when there was nothing to show in the spandex and past the point that I should have. Like there was a, there's a small window. Showing too much? There's a small window when a woman should wear spandex and I exceeded it. Oh, come on, Kirsten. It's not a good look, like rarely. Like if you're on ice with skates, maybe, but that's the only time you should wear spandex. You uh, you haven't went down the street here after 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <didn't it? laughs> yeah. Or Fremont Street in Vegas. Well, yeah. So, but after that, when did, uh, and you've always had a love of animals, and I've loved watching your videos over the years. Um, so, when did you kind of start taking over the bucking horse deal? Because that's, that's what's so cool. You know all your horses. They, you have cool horse names like Gummy Bear, <laughs> um, Sun Pop, yep. Spicy Chicken. Some of the probably most and interesting names. they all have names. Facebook accounts. <laughs> Gummy Bear does, and they're, they're very nice horses. Uh, when did you kind of take over the helm on the, the bucking horse deal? Oh, I mean, you know, when I came back in 97, which is a few years ago. Oh, um, man. Oh, I was in <laughs> 23 years ago. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. But who cares? Um, I, started, I started getting more into it, and, and I thought, you know, I'll never learn all these horses. I'll never. Because before that, when I, I was involved, I grew up in it, but I just didn't necessarily do the day-to-day -day horse thing, bucking horse thing, so I thought, I'll never learn it. And my dad told me, he says, you gotta learn the number, horse's number and the name. He's like, it's a person's first and last name, you gotta learn them together, and I'll never forget that. And it's true, because people screw up when they don't learn that. So I know their number and their name, and once you start learning one or two, 
they just become people to you and they all have their own individual personality and they're an addiction because they're so pure and they they're just their own you know animals that's the great thing about animals they can't be bought they nobody can flip them with money or prizes or they're just their self and they'll humble you and they've humbled me many a times and I've learned I've learned a lot of things from bucking horses they they'll teach you not to brag on them because if you start thinking you're a big deal just buck a horse and they'll tell you that you're not <laughs> so you don't go like sit with your announcer oh that's a good son bitch no. he's just gonna go out there and jump kick come I just around. say everybody always says what's this horse gonna do I'm like hopefully buck well, we'll tell you in about a minute <laughs> that's true that's true now enough. coming from one stock contractor kid to another you're talking about the names and numbers we joke around about this, but Ashley can verify this. And you guys out there might not believe me, but if you know me, you do. I'm not the. I'm not always the smartest guy. No, I, I can't. Stop. You did pretty well there. I, I mean, that was. A, that I can't was a remember. Here's what I can't. I can't remember birthdays. No, I think she killed somebody, and she's trying to earn her. <laughs> she way lost a bad with God somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know. But I can't remember birthdays, anniversaries, uh, most of my family's names, people at reunions. I can't remember a lot of things, but for some weird reason, my brain is like a super database for bucking horses and numbers. Yeah. And who got on them where? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, I literally can walk into Walmart and walk back out and wander aimlessly for 15 minutes looking for my car, but I can tell you who got on a horse 10 years ago and what they were, and yeah. Like, and, how is that possible? And I do you know. do this? Like, have you ever been paying for something? And they're like, yeah, what's the total? And they're like, 601. You're like, oh, 601, showstopper, frontier <laughs> exactly, rodeo. Exactly, exactly. You know? Does anybody, have you ever done that? Absolutely. No. I don't know that that's a thing everybody does, but yeah. I do that all the time. People are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry, I'm just on drugs. Okay. <laughs> it's just easier to explain. It's a twitch. It's like you know? Tourette's. But um, yeah, so I, that my mind, so Did I didn't know if that was just me, but you know, some of the other stock contractor rodeo brats I've grown up with, John Franzen does that. He's very numberish you know um reno rosser a uh, friend of ours that's <laughs> um, probably listening right now because he oh you know he guys is. all the time he's at the christmas yeah, tree lot because he texts us yeah i'm sure say we suck or anything is reno, yeah. me, is reno mean to you reno's mean to everybody okay good <laughs> reno's mean to everybody he hey. texted me this morning and said that my ripped jeans last night that i need to get a spray tan if i'm going to wear them again oh. like that's, what like that's reno and a nice Reno day. needs to get reno's telling you you need a spray tan <laughs> You need a spray tan under my jeans. Like, and Reno is, how many beaches does Reno look like he's been to? None. Exactly. 80% of his rodeos are right on the beach. You ever been to Ventura? So you remember, so Reno came to Prescott yes. for, for, the, for Kirsten. And so he was there and when we were going up to do rump chat in the announcer stand where we were set up. Should I tell him what he, he told about? Because Reno chased Kirsten for quite a while. Chased her hard. I, I asked and, Let me just and, say, and finally, it's Kirsten, not a real select group. I mean, like, so, it's not like I'm in that race alone. Yeah, I mean, y'all, this is years ago. This isn't like last fall. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 97. Like so this is the ago. great. This is this would just make you really just think you really suck at life because she told Reno she goes shoot Reno if we'd ever go to make love I wouldn't be able to do it because all I would do is just look look at you and laugh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Reno's like. So that's a no. <laughs> Funny thing is, I asked um, I asked Kirsten on a date in <laughs> 2000. You guys are making this stuff Bull up crap. now. You're making this stuff. Two, I actually asked her on one too. 2001 <laughs> at Fort Smith, Arkansas. I asked you on a date and you said no. 
Asking then, somebody if they want to water when they're in line in front of you then, to stay the at a concession th- stand is not a date, just so you know. <laughs> Kirsten, and you know I'm not lying. I asked Kirsten on a date. She said she was too busy. And then we went to the bar. With, I went to the bar with Shane Henderson. And guess who was there? Kirsten. <laughs> I was probably was driving somebody. I was probably driving somebody. I do a lot of community service that way. You know, you could have just said no. I mean... <laughs> So what was your feeling? Hey, for going on a then? date with him would have been community service. Oh, shut your mouth, Emma. I was going to say. Now, let's say. I mean, you got to admit, I know both of your wives, okay? That's yes, true. And they are smoking hot, which makes so men. What are you in, the, which means, I'm just saying right now, <laughs> oh, there are men that are in gyms all across America two hours a day going, what the hell? Like, seriously? <laughs> Like, seriously, what am I doing here? Because these two have got a magic secret potion that got these two hot chicks, and I'm in here pumping iron. Hey, uh, Kirsten, uh, the quickest way to a woman's heart is a smile. (laughs) Hey, Kirsten. Well, look at Chansey. I mean, he knows. Look at Andy Andy Seiler's smoking hot wife. Yeah, Yeah, I know. See, look at all of you guys. I think think Andy's been to a Chansey's an artist. He's a musician. That doesn't count. Yeah, okay, what's the, the breakdown? I've, I remember this from that movie we watched. If you're not good looking, say if you're a four, oh, but you can play out of my the, league. If you're a four, but you're a musician, that bumps you to a seven. Yeah. As for a man, right? That's true. But so what if, instrument do you guys play? Uh, <laughs> air guitar. <laughs> if we weren't live on Facebook, I'd tell you. <laughs> I, played the, I played the trombone in middle school pet band. Me too. First chair. I'm I. You know what we're going to do? Uh, before 2021 is over, Hambone and I are going to... 2021? He's giving us some time. You got a big window there. <laughs> we're going to get together on Rump Chat. We're going to pull out our trombones and... Sold mine. <laughs> Ash is like, no, we're not. We're, hey, honey, uh, where's my trombone? Is it still in storage? It's at my mom's. Okay, if we go home for Christmas, I'm coming back with a big horn. Yeah, I am. <laughs> You doing yeah, it? look at Brace Ashley. Yourself, Ashley. Ashley goes finally. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Ashley runs the Rub Chat account, and uh, but yeah. we all vote together what we can spend. Can you put a note in my notes, honey, that for expenditures for Rub Chat, if we could use our Rub Chat credit card to buy some new instruments for me and Hambone? Where? Why are we talking? <laughs> we. Back to Kirsten. No, oh, I think I'm, let's no, go with this musical career. She turned, yeah. down, she turned me down on a date in 01. I don't really want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't I really. Asked her, I, wasn't I asked really her, but she was walking by, and I was inside my trailer. So <laughs> yeah. it, really, it really wasn't it's a date. It's easy to say that stuff now that you're happily married, you got families, you got hot wives. You're like, oh, yeah, Kirsten, we asked you 20 years ago yeah. out on a date. Well, yeah, but you, you saw us when we didn't have hot lives, <laughs> and we were desperately chasing mediocre at me best out. women. <laughs> um, you. Not you. Oh, that sounded oh, terrible. Oh, that was, Whitney that was, oh, not you. Uh, no, you saw us chasing uh, those. Yes, Raise your hand yes. if you think Hambo's an asshole. <laughs> nice dig. Nice dig right there. Nice hole. Moving right along. I was... I did it really. <laughs> not you, Kirsten. Shut oh, up. God. You all shut not. up. <laughs> hey, Kirsten. Damn it. Can you mute your mic? How long has Hambone been mean to you? <laughs> I mean, since I met him, and you wonder why I never went out with you guys. You picked on me. Well, no, but I, I, I was a victim. I <laughs> did not mean that. I meant you watched us go after mediocre at best well, women and laughed at us when uh-huh. we got turned down. That uh-huh. was where I was going, That's everybody. Exactly. Well, yes. I guess my Trust me, really I don't think any 
I was going to say mediocre. Yeah. Mine wasn't really a date. I was just like, hey, Kirsten, you want to go grab a beer? It wasn't really a date because we've always been buddies. But we've always been friends. Yeah, I, I guess it really wasn't a date. We have been till just I'm, now. Honestly, yeah. I don't remember that. I think you might have just asked me that, and I wasn't planning. I was probably At, going to bed. Yeah, it was pretty hot. Fort Smith, Arkansas. <laughs> for anybody that's ever been there, it's 106,000 degrees. and The shade. They had the old Fort Days dandies there that same year, and they got the guy that calls the old Fort Days. And these two girls ran into each other, and the lady fell off and broke her leg. And I stepped in and saved the day. And then the medics told me to get the hell out of there. Did you go in and rescue her? I tried to, but she threw a fit when I tried to lift her up because we're... Her leg Is was that kind of like last call? Like he plays the music when you're supposed to fade out and say goodbye? <laughs> no, he's searching <laughs> for something. I thought maybe I that's. If, I don't know if this. I do Fort Smith. The music no, that's not it. Never that's mind. not the old Fort Days Dandies. <laughs> yeah, that might be the new Fort Days Dandies. Um, Kirsten, you know, on Rump Chat, we do like to tell the truth. Is that it here? There it is. Does this guy here? Well, then, the, then he does the do si do. Swing your partner around, around, and, and then they do the whole drill, and it's. And all the time, and while they're doing that, Kirsten's trying to light bucket, or load bucking horses on concrete. She used to. <laughs> she used to. She Back used in the day. So, Kirsten, you know, we sometimes we don't really like to embarrass anybody, but. That's this a is lie. A, like, like, don't even. Say, you can't even say that with a straight face. You live <laughs> I don't. to embarrass people. That's that true. is what is. The, Eleven buckles later, that is what is major career. <laughs> it's only nine. Don't give him too many. I thought you were on eleven. Oh well, Coors man, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for paying attention to my career, Kirsten. Well, <laughs> <Okay>. I w- <laughs> I'm glad we didn't go out for a beer. If you're going to be mean to me like that, but you know, Rump Chat. Um, one of the reasons I feel like we're very successful is we tell the real story. It's not a bunch of. Talk about your thoughts. Like, so one of my favorite Kirsten Vold stories happened in Colorado at Binion Servi's wedding. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'm not going to tell that story. (laughs) Oh, you got to tell it now. It's not that bad. Well, yeah, now it makes it sound like I ran down the crashed it or something. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you if you don't want me to. I don't care. Kirsten got, before coronavirus, uh, She, there was a virus in these vodkas that we were drinking, and called vodka. Kirsten yeah. fell ill at the reception, and she's in the in the bathroom, uh, calling some dinosaurs, as they say on Varsity Blues. First of all, like me, let me just put in this: as we all know, Binion Servi, and it was a beautiful wedding, but they served raw meat. At, they didn't. The steaks weren't even cooked, so I didn't get to eat my dinner. We were so on a budget, okay. Like, it's just my, weird that nobody else got my, sick. Even my mother said, she goes, did it t- cost extra to turn the oven on? <laughs> I can't, my steak was like raw, so I didn't eat Karen. it because I need to have it cooked. And there's you go. I never so you're got blaming it on the raw I meat. I am. I never not the 72 separate. vodka tonics you Absolutely had. Absolutely not. And those Ash- are screwdrivers. Sorry. Ashley and Kirsten decided they were going to pull a girls' night out, and everybody was celebrating uh, because nobody ever thought Binion would get married. And so <laughs> There's another one that scored really well. Yeah, so Yeah, I know. So Kirsten's throwing it up in the bathroom, as we've all done at wedding receptions, and <laughs> Ashley is in there holding her hair and rubbing her back, and this other lady came in that doesn't know Kirsten very well, <laughs> and she's, like, being really quiet. She's like... Kirsten, are you doing okay, girl? And Kirsten looks up and goes, does it look like I'm doing okay? And then we whisk her away, and then everybody was good. 
That might have been the last time I drank screwdrivers. I'm serious. That was a bad <laughs> night and even a worse flight the next morning. Oh, you, I didn't know you had to fly. You had, I had to, to get... fly back to Vegas because oh. he conveniently put his wedding in the most inconvenient weekend in like rodeo almost, except for the 4th of weekend. July. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... In fact, I, that's the first drink I've seen you have in some time because you much. would not hang out with us no, at I all pace, I pace in Prescott. Myself. I pace myself. Like I have to function in Prescott. And Not I me. I work Prescott. But if any years, if any years, this could have been the year. It wasn't like you had to go somewhere the next week. I, I had a whole window of time afterwards, right? I, I could have recouped until I don't know September. Well, I I do want to t- say this. I want to apologize to Kirsten from Prescott because this guy bothered me every day at Prescott about wanting to get engaged. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, oh. And he was on the committee. And this this happens a lot. Hey, I want to get engaged. I want to get. All right. So I asked Kirsten. Hey, is it cool? She's like, make it quick. So I told the guy, hey, guess what? You can get engaged. We stopped the rodeo, and I handed my mic, and this guy goes on. Janie, <laughs> I remember six years ago at Prescott's Rodeo when I first met you. You was running the beer stand on the north side. This is a true story. I, this is a true story. We my friend Timmy, he come back there around there smoking a cigarette, and he said, you should see that girl selling booze. I said, I might just slip around there. Here in a minute and see. Well, <laughs> then he pulls out a card and I'm like, oh shit. I and all of us are going, Rump, what are you doing? I, I, Who is this I guy? I thought it was going to be I quick. I'm chewing Rump's ass. He's it, doing, I Hambone is, I got an earpiece where Hambone can talk in. He's like, you stupid. I mean, he is calling me naughty names. He said, you naughty boy. And so this guy, <laughs> he just goes on and on and he just won't shut up. And he said, and the way that you've made me feel. <laughs> Over these last six or seven years. And finally, I go, I grab the mic back. I go, you either need to ask her to get the hell out of the arena. He goes, oh, okay. Would you marry me? She's like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, God. Reno's texting me now. So then we get in trouble collectively. And I said, no more. We're not going to do that again. The next day, during the steer wrestling, this guy just emerges out of the stands. And this dude is big. He looks like Jake Reinhardt with a mohawk. And he comes strolling up in there, and I'm like, uh-oh. And he's, he's got, like, he just walks up to me and goes, hey, is that the rodeo yesterday? Tonight I'd like to ask my girlfriend to marry me. I'm like, you got to get the hell out of the arena, dude. <laughs> no, he came out. You thought he came you, out you, of did nowhere. A, you did a dance act or something, and he just walked out, and you thought somebody – Sent him from the buck and shoots out there. To get engaged. And because he just taps you on the shoulder, you turn around, and you're like, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, you want to ask your girlfriend to marry you? And then we're off there going, what the hell? And you just went along with it because you thought we sent him out there. I got in trouble twice for the marriage proposals. Yeah, and he so hasn't been back to Prescott <laughs> since. No. But at least that wasn't, I know I always tell that one in the, in the rodeo, but at Woodlake, actually, when the guy proposed to his girlfriend and she said no. That sucked. Yeah. What do you do after that? Like, how do you wrap that well, up? Well, what happened was he had my headset because at least at Prescott, I, I learned the one thing. You hand him a wireless mic because the guy at Woodlake put my headset on and tucked the microphone deal into his pocket, right? So he drops down to the ground and he goes, would you do me the favor of making me the luckiest man alive? And she goes like this. And I'm like, cool. She's crying because she's happy. Right. And then she goes... No, I won't do it, Sean. I won't do it. And she turns around and goes running towards the gate. 
Well, remember, he's got on my headset. And uh, kids, close your ears. And he goes, you bitch. <laughs> and there's 5,000 people there. And he goes running after her going, I don't even care about your damn mom. I never did shit. And he's cussing her the whole way out of the arena. Well, it kind of catches me off guard, so I'm just standing there. I'm like, uh-oh. Well, so I start running. Turns out this cat's fast. I can't get him caught. I finally get to the gate. I get him caught. And I turn around. The sound man had shut the music off. The 5,000 people at the rodeo aren't saying anything. It's me standing in the arena by myself. And I'm like, put my headset on back on I'm like okay so um next event I guess and everybody was like eh. I had a I had a guy write an email to uh John Woods and Woodlegs like can you believe the audacity of that clown to ask that couple to do that in the arena when they weren't prepared I didn't know I would have said yes you know now looking back <laughs> how do you think Fred's gonna propose to you Oh. Hopefully in his head. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's for Reno. Oh, Reno. That one's. Reno roster must be watching and not be real super busy at the old Christmas. <laughs> Chris, Christmas tree day is not real busy there. Yeah. No, uh, but for more, check out. He's just trying to even the score. You know Reno. Oh, yeah. You know, he always, if, you, if you've listened, do you ever listen to Rump Chat? I don't, but not because you guys aren't great. Is it because Hambone, you don't like Hambone? Is that? No, it's just that I don't get get service out where I live. Like, I really don't. I live out in the middle of nowhere. And she, guess she's busy. I don't. You're busy. Yeah. You know, well, that's, you know. Like, I mean, I don't sell Christmas trees. Like, I I don't sell Christmas trees with internet. But uh, I'm out doing stuff. But what you do do is you do ranch tours. I do. Bold ranch excursions. I do. It's pretty cool. It's fun. We get Take people out, right? And you, they go on horseback rides and you feed them and stuff like that? Well, they feed themselves. Oh, I mean, well. they bring their own food. But, I oh. mean, we give them a chance to see what rodeos really like. If they want to come and have a ranch experience and go ride and go, we shoot break horses or go gather horses or gather bulls or something, and they get the full, the feed them. And, yeah, we give them a chance for people to go see what rodeos like when they're not at the arena. So. And you have a zip line. And we have a zip line. Although, just FYI, because I've tested it, it's like 150 pounds and less, or like about 100 pounds and less to really like zip, or else you just go zip, stop. <laughs> it's like for we kids. wouldn't even we wouldn't even zip. I'm just telling you, Fred and I both tried it and we went zip. So what you're doing stop. is we went from you saying you don't like ham bone to you calling me fat. Okay. No, I'm just saying. Did I'm you not fat hear what I talked about opening I, the day? I can't. I can't ride the zip line either. She, she didn't say like, that. I'm Can we get it? You need to quit being, quit being so insecure. I Can bet. you work on I your words? <laughs> I, I think you're being a little sensitive, Jesse. I'm not. You're sensitive. <laughs> not sensitive. Anyway, how do you, how do you uh, how do you, how would somebody sign up for this? Just go to boldrodeo.com, and we have all the information on there. They can go to the calendar. They can do everything right there. So, that, yeah, I would love to have them. People from all over the world that have all you've over taken the world, and it's and people that have never been on a horse before, or people that have horses up there. Most of the people that have come so far have their own horses but they just want to see what else it is that we do and is that okay Surveys so would call that free help <laughs> we've been that free help <laughs> yes, we have. and that is uh in not in pueblo right it's outside that, of pueblo about 25 miles southeast of pueblo on a 15,000 acre ranch so you get to get out of the city and come out there and and just experience life and it's quiet and we have no we don't have rump chat out there so make sure you save it at home so you get to listen when you oh, get back now she's being nice <laughs> Oh, how the turntables! She always have just reels you in with that sweet charm, see? Kirsten Bowles. See, see, I 
could play both ways. Well, what a deal. Where else you want to go with this lady? There's so many ways. We I can know. Go. That's what I'm trying to think. I've got some. I just don't know. If, I'm not. Don't respond to Reno. I have been missing. Yeah. Now, Reno. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Somebody okay. shut Reno's. Somebody <laughs> needs to go buy a Christmas tree in California yeah, can right now. Somebody please go to Marysville and buy a Christmas tree and make Reno spray paint it. So it's Reno's called busy. flocking. No, it's no, that's awesome. what it's called. When you when you take a Christmas tree, a, a live Christmas tree, because that's what they sell, imported from Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> when they take the tree and Miko takes it into the place at the Flying U Ranch where they clean trucks, change oil, build buck and shoots, they have a beautiful background of blue tarp and they flock the tree <laughs> where it looks like every Christmas tree has had a fresh amount of snow on a cool Christmas morn. And then it falls off when you get it home. No, it doesn't. <laughs> they deliver it to your house. Oh, Do you nice. not ever pay attention? No, I don't. You've got to watch those commercials a little better there. Yeah. So uh, what, uh, I guess, what do, you, do you have anything out tonight? We don't. We don't have anything out for the next couple of nights, I don't think. But uh, we had two out last night, and it was a good night. Nothing bounced off the end of the arena, which right here at this big ball field, if something bounces off the end of the arena, you've had a really bad night. <laughs> so what, speaking of that, what do you think, like, the second trip out for these horses it's going to be like? Because, you know, obviously you right. went to Houston for years mm -hmm. and stuff, so you know what it's like that second trip. They, you know, you open that gate, and they see a three and a half acres of dirt, you know, they can get a little long. Do you think that'll happen here? Or? I think it'll happen to some, and, you know, that's just the part of it. The, at the end of the day, the animals that are here are so phenomenal, or they wouldn't be here, like all of them. They're all great, and they've been great throughout the year, or they wouldn't have picked them. Um, animals are animals, and they'll make you look stupid, and they'll have bad days. And this setting is great. Horses are more familiar in a bigger arena. Like, I think that their first trips here are going to be better. I think we've seen that in this big arena than in the Thomas and Mac sometimes. And then sometimes it'll, that big arena like that, they kind of, the second trip, we might see some cover some ground more than we've seen the first trip. But that's bucking horses. And like I said, they'll humble you and that's part of it. But there's gonna be some great ones that come back. I mean, at the end of the day, bucking horses that are really, really solid, they'll have the same trip two times and they might be ranker that second trip. And that's what, that's what that top cream. Those are the ones that have the halters, and those are the ones that are, you know, they're just they're just in a league of their own. And you can you can buck them in the middle of a field, and you put set up a buck and shoot, and they're going to just buck. And there's a very small percentage of animals that are like that, but some it just doesn't bother. And so it'll it'll be good. It'll be good watching because we got the greatest cowboys and we got the greatest stock, and so. And we're here. We're in Arlington. Yeah. Well, and I, you know. Yeah. And, they, this, and they having us here. And I'm just so grateful because nobody really kind of wanted us there for a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, we know all about that. Yeah. Nobody wanting us. Um, so I'm grateful for Texas for taking absolutely. us on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, uh, I want to talk, and I'm a little embarrassed right now, but you're a uh, world champion stud. Yes, Painted Valley. Painted Valley. I'm yep, sorry. I'm so okay. sorry. So Painted Valley. Uh, yeah, I don't have an index of bucking horses. Ching, <laughs> Painted Valley. Yeah, it's, so does, uh, does he go back to 01 oil train? He does. That's his daddy. And that, that was so a that was like a that was like a an arranged marriage that was a one night stand that turned into like a whole good thing for me. That's I mean really because Marvin Brookman had sent that stud down to us and he was young. He was like four or five and we were supposed to buck him and we didn't buck him and Big Valley Painted Valley's mom she came and she ran off in Dodge City and so we threw her in the pen because we thought that maybe she needed to be bred keep her from running off like when she was cycling and stuff and 
And so that was just like strictly a, just a fluke deal. And that was only mayor. We braided that stud too. And then we sent him back to Marvin Brookman. And we, that was, the rest is history for us. Like they had, she had a paint stud that changed our career. I mean, changed my professional career. Like everything good that's happened to me professionally in the last 20 years has been because of that paint stud. Wow. And then Marvin Brookman got that stud back. And then he gave him to Chuck Simonson. And then Chuck Simonson sold him to Mike Servey. And then he went to the Servey Ranch. And they've got offspring out of that stud. And, then, and that wasn't even like a, to, when they bucked him, pretty common horse, but what a phenomenal producer. And that all goes back to Brookman's bloodlines. That's, I, I knew the, the oil train, I, I didn't know that whole story, but that is, that is crazy. One mare. And I, I remember your dad saying through what Mike Servey would say, you know, that you, you, if you get 10 good buckers out of 100 mares, it's good. That's yeah. good. That's a good average. Yeah, I mean, and that's insane. That's it, crazy. And you got you were one for one. Well, yeah. I mean, it was great. And those are sometimes the the craziest things, that just the fluke setups and and just the right bloodlines. I mean, some of the greatest horses have been produced out of horses that are not that great themselves, but they the offspring, like the Custer stud that the dad sold Ike Sankey. The reason he sold him was because he wasn't that great of a stud, and and he was a humongous producer in their rodeo company and. And so, I mean, genetics play a great role in, in bucking horses, but, I mean, luck plays a way bigger role in anything. I mean, it's just huge. Okay, I'm going to ask you this, and this is, this is just your opinion, and uh, I've got my own opinion, so well as everybody else. Tonight in the bareback riding, I'm going to name you three horses, and I want you to tell me what you think is the best, okay? Okay. Gunfire, Frontier Rodeo, the Buckskin. Yep. yep. Awesome. Two Buck Chuck. Always good for round win, Powder yep. River Rodeo, or Top Flight, Bucking Horse of the Year. Now, yeah. that's the Bucking Horse of the Year, yeah. but the thing about it is, like I try to tell everybody, it's just like the Super Bowl. The two teams that make the Super Bowl are both badass. It doesn't, there's going to be one that wins, but which out of those three, Top Flight, um, Gunfire, or Two Buck Chuck is the rankest horse? And if you're wrong, I'll tell you. <laughs> sure yeah, because the best don't always win. Right, right. I mean, I think there's two different questions there. Who do I think is going to win the round tonight or whatever? That's so matched up with the competitor because yeah. it's like who? Chad will, Rutherford has gunfire. Yeah, I mean, like, but I mean, they, they're all great guys that ride good, but it'll just be what horse fits them and their night and everything. But as far as the three out of those horses that are the rankest, I mean, I would say probably, I mean, that gunfire, that two-buck Chuck is rank. I mean, he cover, he's rank. Gunfire, I just got I love that horse. That buckskin is, he bucks. Yeah. And I mean, you know, top flight, so, it's horse of the year. So, so are you going to answer the question? Or I'm are you going to Wayne Brooks Rodeo yeah. and answer the question? I'm going with Gunfire. I am too, Gunfire. Yeah, but gunfire. Casey Field has two buck Chuck. So yeah. that's yeah. that's going to be awesome. I, I, think, you know, I think they're all phenomenal, but in my opinion, my in favorite your, is Gunfire. And you've got to be around the Frontier Rodeo quite a bit. You I have. You are good friends as we are with Heath Stewart. He's kind of rotten too. Him, him and Reno are kind of like parallel. They're yeah. just honoring oh and mean. And they if are. they can stir stuff up, if there's a way that they can make it. They are the shit stirrest pair are. of dudes. And Kirsten, Kirsten took the wrath of Heath before at the college finals. So at the college national finals rodeo, we all stay in campers right there. And, and we drink beer and barbecue and hang out and have fun. Well... At the first day of the college finals, I had Rusty Bradbury put Heath Stewart's phone number on the big screen, and it said, text the word rodeo clown to this phone number for a chance to win a suite at this year's NFR. And it said, text as many times as you want between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. 
And the next morning, Heath got 4,500 text messages. He got so many text messages, it shut his phone off. Yeah, it did. Which is so deserving of that man. He was so, so deserving. He got so mad at me that they went and they know I hate snakes. And that's the thing that sucks about hating snakes. If you hate snakes, all everybody in the world wants to do is find a snake and get it near you. Well, there's, there wasn't no snake, so Heath goes to a petting, not a petting zoo, but a pet shop? Pet shop. <laughs> he buys a six-foot-long Baramese python. I'm not lying, am I? No, it's not. He it's buys this huge snake, so, and then it comes with two feeder mouse. And he puts this, these mice, he turns them loose in my camper. And I'm sitting there uh, that evening after... We didn't have a perf that night, so we've been sitting there for, you know, like 19 hours drinking beer. And um, Glenn Southwick holds me down, and they put this python down the back of my shirt. And I flip out. Like, Glenn uh, Southwick held you down, and you call yourself tough? <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't really trying. I think there I, was a couple. I think there had to be more oh, than not, Glenn Southwick. Not taking nothing like, away from Glenn. You're making Glenn Southwick sound like this huge, massive <laughs> person right now, and those that know him okay, is Let not me so back much. it up. Glenn Southwick orchestrated an attack on me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And he had help. They held me down. They put this snake down the back of my, my shirt, and it made me pretty mad. So I get the snake, because when a snake goes down your shirt, you're going to grab If you're scared of snakes or not, you grab the damn snake. I threw the snake, and I said, not funny, and I walked away. I go to my camper, and I'm going to call my wife, and one of those feeder mice that I didn't know was in my camper, little white mice, jumped out of the corner when I was laying on the couch and ran across my body, and I thought it was another snake. <laughs> so I didn't know how many mice there was, so I take my shotgun out from underneath the bed, and I walk over to the middle where everybody's drinking beer, and I fire the shotgun into the air, and then the party was over. Everybody said, Every, you guys need to chill out. Do you think it's bad because Heath Stewart put a couple white mice in your camper? He put the, a Baramese python down my shirt. There's a poor committee guy, Jeremy Carmen, in uh, Guyman, Oklahoma, that there was a tripping steer that didn't quite make it through the tripping. They put the dead tripping steer in his camper. The living quarters. Hold on. In his camp, yeah, right he, in the front door. Was he poisonous? His no. guts, his guts relaxed. Oh, that's not good for the resale value on campers. But let me finish. Right inside his front door, and they get home from the bar, and this dead steer is inside his camper, and he's, you know, it's two thirty in the morning. He's been in the beer a while, and all you want to do is get, you know, lay down, get horizontal, and here's a trip a five hundred and fifty pound tripping steer. That, but and he's got to pull him out. It's not a snake. I take that any day. But the snake deal ain't over yet, Hambone. You take a dead steer rather than a snake? She took the Baramese python, and Heath Stewart said, let's I, put that, that snake in Boyd Paul Hamas's briefcase. That was Tammy that handled the snake. Because so I don't Kirsten orchestrated a way to put this live snake that. into Boyd's thing, no, his satchel. That. And at the uh, hospitality after, yeah, Kirsten ruined it because she was like, remember on, on Dumb and Dumber when they want him to eat the hot pepper? And uh, they're like, <laughs> why don't you eat your burger? We'll find out. <laughs> so like Boyd saying something and Kirsten's like, hey, boy, I brought you to check inside your briefcase for tomorrow's day sheet. <laughs> that so wasn't what happened. I jumped aside because I was scared of this. Of course, of course Boyd, I, I knew something was in there. Boyd's I like, know the weight of my back. <laughs> 
So he goes, I know it's probably a snake. And Boyd opens his deal, and that snake pokes his head out. And I'm like, okay. And then he yelled at it for five minutes, and it cried. Next thing you know, the snake's doing day sheets. And uh, (laughs) the the thing that made me the most mad, Heath Stewart doesn't like to spend any money, and he won't tip at all. At all. Like a woman he in these stockyards followed him all the way to the Cadillac from H3 one time because he, she, he left such a bad tip at the table. That well, is why a true is it? story. It's, it's, he, it's not even his money. It's Jerry's money. He doesn't spend money, so I'm thinking at least, you know what, I found out that Baramese Python cost 350 bucks. So I was laughing after the, the snake deal. I'm like, well, you know, you didn't really get me because at the end of the day, you bought a snake for $350. Well, then this crummy bastard takes the snake back to the pet store. And tells, puts it down on the on the counter, and he said, "I'd like to return. I'd like a refund on this snake." And the pet store lady said, "Well, what's the problem? Is it has it been biting people?" And he said, "Hell no! We've had it for seven days. We can't get it to bite anybody." And they've refunded his damn money for that snake. But tell about Heath not tipping like. Heath says at anywhere he goes, and Heath's a good dude mostly. He is mostly. He's like, if they want forty dollars for a steak, then that's what they charge. And so Kirsten, when we go out to eat, no matter what, he won't tip, and Kirsten pays the tip out of her own pocket. I always do, because it's embarrassing. We might eat there again. Like, they, these people remember you. Like, if you go back to the same place day after day at a lot of rodeos and you eat breakfast at the same place, you have to tip, or these women will spit in your food. Like Absolutely. This is, that's, that's an old wise tale. This, no, is, a, this is a true well, story. I've worked in a kitchen. I've done it. This is a true story. There, There is a restaurant in Freedom, Oklahoma, that's right down where they eat like every the stables. day. Right? Yeah, the stables. Okay, so these women, you know, they haven't been getting tipped for decades. Well, they've, they work there. they've hated Heath Stewart for years. Exactly. So the first year that they won, like, stock contractor year and all that stuff, he has a big party there, okay? And so in his drunken stupor, and he's, I shouldn't say that. Is that bad? No, no. it's rub chat. <laughs> okay. He can just say so stupor. And his drunken stupor, he signs the credit card bill. Well, he means to leave a 50, the bill was like, you know, $1,500 or something like that was the bill. And he means to put a $50 tip on a $1,500 bill. And he thinks he's being huge. Like, he thinks this is an entire party. They've been there all night. And he's leaving a $50 tip because he's so generous. Well, in his drunken stupor, he adds a zero. And he leaves a $500 tip. Is that, and that the still next, not, yeah. This is a true story. So he, and he goes home, and he wakes up, and he sees the credit card slip. And he sees that he gave tipped these girls $500 the night before. So he goes back and tries to get the money back. Like, yeah, he does this. True story. Walks down there, goes back. He's like, hey, I accidentally tipped you guys $500 last night. It was supposed to be 50 I need you to give me 4 or 50 back. Guess what these women did? Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> They're I like, just made no. up for years of new exactly. shitty tipping. Exactly. They said, huh, nope, Keith? not going to do it. We split it amongst all of us because you, we've earned it. And you're, that's good, right? He yeah, deserved that. Yeah, you're still a thousand shy. But who goes back and tries to get the tip back? Well, he, well, Heath Stewart. <laughs> he's Stewart, <laughs> exactly. He's such a, and I'm not, this is not against you, but Heath is such a stock contractor, he hates spending any money on anything. He does. He like, does. that's why if I had a dollar for every time I've ran a Frontier Rodeo out of diesel, a Frontier <laughs> Rodeo semi, I'd have six bucks. Because Heath won't, he wouldn't give me the credit card. And then, well, that's not that's not a terrible decision. <laughs> well, then on the way home from Florida, the Frontier Rodeo uh, Company has brand new trucks. They're super nice, but 
we don't have a little thing called IFTA, which is the International Fuel Tax Agreement. So which we have to buy legal. fuel permits, and you have to pay cash. And um, I didn't have any cash. We were coming home from Arcadia, and Rex Bugby is in the tack trailer, and Heath is behind him with old Linda Lou, and I'm in, in the back semi. Well, these guys, they go into the, the port of entry, they pay their fuel permits, and then they leave. And I'm like, Heath, Rex, and they're giggling. They're like, thanks, and they just take off. Well, they had deferred their cash payments to me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So the guy's like, yeah, that's going to be like 148 bucks. I'm like, I don't have any money. I'm like, just charge it to Frontier Rodeo. Here's all the, like, no, we have to pay this cash, and let's just run your driver's license, and we'll, we'll bill or we'll figure something out. So I give my driver's license, okay? Six months go by, me and Asher and Freedom, and we're joking around with Heath, and he goes, did you ever pay your, your ticket in Florida? I'm like, what? What? I don't got no tickets. He said, you better check. So I go to her brother, who's a police officer. I'm like, I need you to run my, my driver's license. I had a warrant for my arrest in the state of Florida. So turns out when you don't pay those, it doesn't go to the company. It goes to the driver, which he um, reluctantly paid. Uh, eventually. Because Ashley was going to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Ashley's the only person that I think might scare Heath. Yeah, but he <laughs> he paid it, but he uh, he is that was Harry that way on the the save a dollar thing because pretty much every stock contractor now it is. is very we're not gonna you know we're gonna oh yeah they we're gonna like the one uh, the one stock contractor I used to work for it's like I'm gonna take care of one meal a day for you one meal you don't have to buy well it's the hospitality that's like the loose meat sloppy joes with the old grandma gal. Six Six days of, of, of pulled pork sandwiches. No, not I'm not even the pulled pork like the Sloppy Joe's where the gal has the uh, the preg check glove on. It's got uh. the crock pot. You know, you guys ever bunch they, of people know give, those Sloppy and Joes. And then they serve. And then the, the ones that don't, you don't get to like get your own bag of chips. They have just a bowl of chips, and then they give you like four chips. And I'm standing there like, can you see me? I'm. I'm not worried about my weight. Let's have a couple more of those imitation chips. And that's another thing on those hospitalities. I'm not knocking those hospitalities, but we've all been there. We appreciate all the hospitality. It's one of those 50-pound bag of chips. It doesn't say, like, Fritos or Doritos. It just says <laughs> Bills. <Chips. laughs> like Sam's Club. Sam's Club chips and 95 pounds of baked beans. Because nothing says Let's Rodeo like a huge plate of baked beans when it's 104. <laughs> And uh, barbecue beef sandwiches, which is a staple for every rodeo kickoff party, is it not? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a given. I remember when we went to the rodeo, uh, the first rodeo that uh, had like a restaurant, uh, Utah, Moab, Utah, Subway catered it. So they had like, after the rodeo was over. Oh, look at that. Oh, gold buckle beer. Thank you. Oh, hey, if you bring us all one, we'll give you some free stuff. Okay, see you around. Thank you Bye. very much. You just Love brought you. me one of these cran apple seltzers, and they're but, awesome. But uh, at, at Utah, they so Subway catered it, and they would take, like, the six-foot party sub, and they cut it all up. So after the rodeo, I was like, hey, uh, what are you guys going to do with the rest of that sub? They're like, well, you can have it. We're going to throw it away. So I went to Dollar General, and I bought a bunch of those bags, those sandwich bags, and I bagged, like, 19 foot of sandwich. Who does that remind you of? Bill Bentley right there. I mean, that is Bill Bentley to the core. Did you stuff him in your pocket? No. I, Justin, I, Bill, seriously? I took, a, uh, I took a clothing, like where I put my dirty clothes in one of those 
plastic things that holds clothes, those uh, clothes baskets. Like that's. Yeah, but he doesn't. Make, he it, he comes into my camper, and I may have a you know jar of pickles or something you know, and he all of a sudden. Oh, I love pickles. There will be like one pickle floating around in there, <laughs> and I'm like, what happened to my pickles? And then I could smell his breath, you know, just reeking of pickles. From across the trailer. But in defense, we're stock contractor, like, offspring. We were trained, like, we were kind of programmed as small children, like, for free food. <laughs> like, if there was if there was somebody that had free food out, like, you just kind of stockpiled yeah. it. It's just what the way is it, it is. about stock Because, like, like, Mike Servey, when he ran the barrier, he would use a piece of barrier string, like, 17 times. It's called being frugal. <laughs> what is it, Benya says... Our thrifty ways will get us through these tough times. <laughs> that sounds just like him. <laughs> Our thrifty ways will get us that's through it. these tough times. No, that's it. But I, I really don't want anybody out there watching because I know we've got a lot of great rodeo committees. Thank you for your hospitality. We do. We do yeah. appreciate it very, very much. Of course we do. I'm they going to eat the sloppy joes every, every time. <laughs> now, Sykes to Missouri, give them props. They have steak yeah. every night. Um, you it know, is really good. That rodeo. Does in that Ar- happen to be the rodeo that? Oh no, never mind. You work that rodeo just by chance? <laughs> Are you on a contract here? Nope. <laughs> I'm not. I'll tell you rodeo that I'm not part of. But <laughs> thanks, Kirsten. There's a rodeo I did at, Ar- at Arkansas where it's 138 degrees, like the most hot, miserable rodeo I've ever been to my whole life. And the church ladies, there's an actual old cross house. It? Cross it. <laughs> the church ladies have an old house where they they have. They do make. Guess who's not going back to Cross It? <laughs> yeah, right. I want to go back to Cross It for a lot of money. That's what I'm going to check off my list is don't go. It's too hot. It's hard to get people to have fun when you're sweating through your undies. All right. But the, the hospitality there is top notch. And the, the old church ladies that cook in there, they make like pies and like homemade bread. And you walk in there and there's like 34 grandmas. All right. Picture like the most wonderful little old grandma with an apron on they're everywhere and you walk in and it's air conditioned they're like why don't you have a seat honey next thing you know you're drinking iced tea and you're eating well the one-armed bandit was the was the specialty act but he'd never been there and most of the time the hospitality is where they serve beer and whiskey and so the uh all the ladies from the first baptist church that were in there John Payne goes walking in and goes, good God, it's hot out there. Where's your whiskey? <laughs> Not now, John. <laughs> Not, the, Not place. the place. Not the place. Have a piece of pie and shut up. <laughs> John. I always ask John Payne if he needs a hand. Maybe he's carrying something. You need a hand? Yeah, that's not a He goes, joke. yeah, you got one? That's, that's the equivalent of a fat joke on me. Speaking of uh, not place, what about when Matt Birch and them wrestled at the, in Houston at the hospitality spot there and in the morning whenever they have the church booth there and they feed us breakfast and after while we're feeding were you there hambo oh yeah fed that morning and then yeah matt and uh who was it that wrestled and landed into like this little portable septic thing like and we were all in there there maybe maybe like that's i don't think that's what that's for no so (laughs) yeah the 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 the, uh oh ted preacher ted right did the hospitality and where we would feed traps at Houston. There are big traps where, like, Kirsten's horse would be, Birch's, Servies, whatever, on down the line. So you go through, we all get on. It's, it's actually could be about, used to be, back in the day, the funnest part of the day. It was. Because everybody it, was 
you know, usually happy. pretty hu- happy or, or hungover. <laughs> and you would just, everybody, just like this, you just make fun of each other. So we'd, we'd all get on, and everybody helps feed everybody's stock. You know, it wasn't just cursed and fed hers and all that. So, of course, I drove the tractor, you know. But uh, anyway, we go through, and Kirsten's was the last trap. And then there was, I go, hey, let's go over here. They got kolaches and coffee, and we'll go get us some breakfast. So here we all go rolling over there on the back of the tractor, and about 15 of us pile off there. And then this wrestling match between good buddies break out. And I don't – I had to be Bear because Bear's the only one tough enough to wrestle Matt right. Birch. And then he, would just, he wouldn't be scared. He would yeah. just go for it. And so they're all talking, you know. They're having a Bible reading over in the corner. And <laughs> We're in the church. He's son of a bitch. You know, it was uh, – that was the same – that might have been the same year where Matt threw that red shot in my face at Vegas when we were sitting – that was good watching, too. That was back when you I'm, were like, that's whenever Hambone was like really trying to be impressive about rodeo. And so he wore the black long wool coat. And he was, he looked like he was straight out of tombstone. Like, you just need the shotgun. And I mean, he'd come Look in. Good, he'd, have, didn't I? he'd have the collar propped up and he'd be like walking into the South Point. Look, looking, he's working it. Mm. And uh, then Matt's Matt. <laughs> so we all were sitting in the South Point in the, in the showroom in a booth. And there's, I don't know, there's seven of us or eight of us. And, uh, we have these shots. I can't say the name of what the shot was called, but it was Red Shot. And uh, Cardi B sings a song called WAP about it. So that's what it's called. And, um, so Google that. Yeah, so Google that don't if you Google don't know. It. So don't anyway, Google. he goes, Matt Birch goes, Hambo, do you ever have one of them in your face? It throws this shot in my face. I'm so mad, but it's Matt Birch. Yeah, what am I going to do? Right. You ain't going to do shit. what you ain't going to do. So I just sat there and took, I, I mean, this shot is just dripping down my face. And everybody's laughing at me. And my nice jacket's got red sauce. I mean, you were styling. You had like a white shirt on. Like it was starch. You were was styling, yellow. buddy. Um, and I'm sitting there like just so mad. But again, I can't do anything about it. Because for, for those of you who don't know Matt Birch, yeah, you'd have a better better luck bending that pipe on that table. Like he's got a knot on the back of his head from a two by four in high school that's still there. Like he broke the two by four. Yeah, like Matt, that's not normal. Matt Birch so is so this, tough. He drank that whole bottle of beer right there. This okay. isn't beating up Matt Birch. So <laughs> well, not with that attitude. Yeah. So, but can. anyway, Kirsten was the only one sweet enough. As she's l- crying, laughing, has got a napkin, <laughs> and she's drying off my face. Oh. And she, I was like. And then Matt goes, God dang, buddy, I'm sorry. And he rips his shirt off. He can have my shirt. And then it, it got awkward. <laughs> Did you take it? No. Well, it didn't I match. Just, I, it didn't go really good with the. He had the whole coat going in. So why don't Matt's you dress up? It's my pea coat. You know the pea coats that the Navy guys used to wear with the big yeah, collar? I looked I mean, really it good looked, in it. It looked fly. My and buddy then, owed and me money, Matt's so I stole his coat. I wouldn't necessarily go with that coat. If there was a. He didn't a, know. If there was a Poor movie little. coming out, a. A movie, a cinematic movie, uh, and Hambone was in the movie. Who would, what Hollywood actor would uh, be Hambone in the movie? Well, coming out, or like when I think of that night, I think. Well, not of, Tombstone, like oh, nowadays. Not, oh, like this nowadays. This Hambone right here, what, what person would play Hambone in a movie? You know, that's kind of, let me think about that. Who would play. What about Rip off of Yellowstone? You could be Rip. Yeah, there you I go. I mean, you're just a little less murderous than Rip. You can't be go. rip. You could be. You could push some people over. You hear you that? Could shoot some guys and shove them over the cliff. Do you watch done Ye- it before? Do you watch Yellowstone? I do watch Yellowstone. That's Everybody, a show. I've only watched one episode of Yellowstone. Everybody watches Yellowstone. It's a badass show. Not you need to it. watch it. 
Okay, like, who would play a, me in a movie then? If he's Rick, play, who am I? Let's who would play. I got to think about that just for a second. Like, I mean, you're, you know, you're a cross between. Well, um, if you're still alive, it's Farley. I mean, of course. Well, yeah, but that's no. But right he's got to be alive. No, you got to be alive. Right now, uh, Kevin from uh, King of Queens. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I was kind of going that. the other way. You're kind of going. You were kind of wanting Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. I can see you could be Kevin. I mean, you could. You're just trying to be nice. I am. I'm trying to go back for that whole bad Portsmouth thing. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. There you from go. From Superbad. Yeah. That would be good. You'd be yeah, good I can Jonah see Hill. That. He's skinny now, too, that sucker. Yeah, I know. But see, you got a hotter wife. That's true. Just go back to that. Like, if anybody ever gives you a hard time, just say, like, dude, look at that. Yeah. Hit that. That I am. That is Wait, me. <laughs> I don't mean you, Ashley, but. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Oh wow. Okay, one last serious question. I promise. <laughs> oh, because we've had so many. Okay, the first serious question. What is a? And the, this is a, somebody on social media sent this to us. What is the greatest life lesson that the great Harry Vold taught you? Make sure your word is always your word. Like, that's your contract. So if you're going to say something, make sure you do it. You shouldn't need paper. I mean, paper's nice because it keep, keeps people's memories fresh. But if you say you're going to do something or you're going to be somewhere, or you're gonna, then make sure you're there, regardless of what the situation is. And your word has got to be your word. You can't go back Ooh. on that. That's awesome. That. That's awesome. Well, we have to work on we, uh, <laughs> thank you again. Congratulations. Winning the round last thank night you. and probably get another one coming up. You know, get nice. that buckstrap puller. Old Freddie B lined out. He's Everybody pretty excited there, about yeah. it, I bet. So, but good for him. Um, good for you. Thank you. And just uh, proud to call you a friend. Same here, guys. You know I love both of you. You know, we give each other hell, but I love being around you guys. You guys nope. are awesome. I'm unfriending and you're you both, on Facebook. I mean, you're amazing at what you do. And who would have ever thought, like, 15 years ago you were going to be, huh? Never would have I thought mean, that right. in a million like, years. Like, you both have been feed crew guys. And look at you now. Like, they've got a stage for you. Uh, I was still on the feed crew this year. So <laughs> well, I know, but we're not very <laughs> humble, but according to some people. <laughs> I won't name any names. <laughs> I'm just saying, I am proud of you both. Like, look, well, you've made you. full circle from being the feed crew guys. You worked your way up. And now you have your own show. you got an audience. Like, this is impressive, guys. This is. This is. Like, they're going to make a Lifetime movie about you sometime. The booze are kicking in. I'm telling you. Who, we just don't know who's going to play you yet. Well, That's thank all. you, Kirsten. God. I'm, Let's go for the greatest stock contractor in the history of the game. Yeah, Kirsten Vold. Kirsten Vold, everybody. <laughs> this is a woman in a man's world, and she kicks a lot of asses. I've heard it. Yeah, I love it. That's another thing when she's running the shoots. Choose ass. I do not. Yeah, come on, you guys. Let's to. go. What's the, that's my favorite, what's the problem? <laughs> You've never told Brody Crest to hurry up. You're a liar. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh, Miss Kirsten Bold, everybody. Round of applause Thank all you. the time. Okay. Well, what do we got? Oh, we got some stuff we, going on. Yes. We, we got to hit a little bit of this before we go today. Bye, right. Kirsten. Bye, Kirsten. So anybody that's been playing Pro Fantasy Rodeo, Pro Fantasy Rodeo every night. But you can enter today for the Pro Fantasy Rodeo Breakaway Roping. You can do the pick five, and this is going to pay a guaranteed payout of $5,000. Entries close at 10 a.m. on December 8th, and it's only $24.95 a team. So you, you, you pick five girls. Yep. There's 15, um, and you have a salary cap of $350,000. So you go in, um, 100% of your first team member winnings count to your team total 80 percent of second etc on down 
So, yeah, entries close 10 a.m. tomorrow. 25 bucks a team. Um, so get in there and get going on it. It's history. Yep. Breakaway Rope and, and FR. Tuesday night here at the Coliseum. Uh, you can get, if you want some cool-ass rump chat gear yeah, right on sale, there. Rodeo here with the Rodeo Texas booth. They've got Huey gear. Um, don't forget Vex Western if you want to do some shopping for oh, you yeah. at home. Vexwestern.com. You go in there. You can everything you buy in there. You get points to win the Tesla. You win a Tesla car. Um, it's pretty awesome. Nightly, you can also don't forget about Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Um, nightly prizes, and if you've already entered, you know you can win a Ram truck or fifty thousand um, dollars. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Tomorrow, um, who do we have on tomorrow? Uh, we don't know yet, but we're going to be on the Flint Rasmussen Yeah, we'll be on show. the Flint Rasmussen Show tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow night, right here in the Coliseum, I will be singing back up to the Chancey Williams and Justin Rumford brother brother band right here. So uh, that's can debut. I, can I, do you have a tambourine I can play? <laughs> hey, I could get the trombone back for your Chancey right there. So, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up here in the stockyards. We'd like to thank Pete Car Rodeo along with Pendleton Whiskey. Gold Buckle Beer, Spitzy Creative, and all of our great friends that have made Manscaped. this Manscaped. Manscaped. Hey, Chancey, do you manscape? Look at that beard. Hell no, Brooke, does, does he manscape? Great, Tommy. Never <laughs> manscaped. It's all natural. <laughs> Looks good. Look good, Ray Tom. All right, we'll see you all tomorrow. Later, everybody.